the whole value proposition around crypto is the transparency in data. And I think something similar can be said about our product. It's very easy when you peek under the hood, it's very easy to see how we got comfortable with our security if you really take the time to do it. Today, we are lucky to have on the podcast Ahab Ajaz, and he is co-founder and CEO at Breach Insurance. Welcome, Ahab. Thank you so much, Joshua. Appreciate the invite. You know, most of these episodes, I really ask people just to tell us a bit about their background and how it led to co-founding the company in your case. So uh, if you could walk us through that as a starting point, that'd be great. Yeah, I'd love that. Um, yeah, my early in my career, I took a little bit of a non-traditional route uh, to insurance, started my career in you know the energy industry, the 12 years of corporate finance, corporate accounting, uh, and internal audit. Um, went back to business school, out of business school. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be recruited by Liberty Mutual uh, as part of their leadership program. Uh, they moved me out to Boston, uh, spent seven years there helping them uh, enter new markets, building new products um, on new technologies. Um, you know, through that work, um, you know, I really got exposed to uh, the in- entire enterprise um, and uh, didn't get to work directly in cyber insurance, but I had some buddies that were in it um, and got some exposure into it through, through an enterprise-wide cross-sell initiative. And I was just completely professionally obsessed with the space, seeing that it could it could become a compulsory line of business over time. And then uh, I had some personal interests uh, in crypto and just seeing what it was doing to traditional finance um, and just seeing this mismatch of supply and demand uh, between the kind of insurance that's available for the market and the kind of needs that existed. Um, so in April 2019, I made the bet uh, to leave Liberty and found Breach and um, work on the problem uh, of actually creating net new insurance capacity for crypto um, and secondly, advocating for the space as a risk class. Um, so been been busy doing that ever since. You know, if I'm a you know retail participant on an exchange the way I might be on you know through e-trade, let's say on a stock exchange, is that effectively the same audience you're going after? Absolutely, absolutely. It's a great analogy. Um, yes, uh, we're, we're we've created our first product, our retail product um, uh, is is tailor made for users of these popular crypto exchanges um, that are very centralized in nature, kind of like the E-Trades of the world, um, but but specifically for crypto. I know sort of part of what has been attractive uh, about crypto is the fact that, um, you know, it is kind of based on this DeFi concept, I guess, and so it, it 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 can go outside the normal regulatory frameworks and you know fiat currencies and all these other things and and and, and sort of be another uh, vehicle of exchange. I, I I guess I'm not sure if that's the exact right terminology, but um, it does sound like um, some of the regulatory bodies are in the U.S., for example, are are looking to try to create some standards and and things like that. So. How is what you're offering comparing to what maybe um, you know governments or 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 more traditional regulatory bodies might be trying to do in this area? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. I think I think what what the SEC and others 
um, that are more financial services versus the regulators that we're uh, uh, governed by, which are the department, the various state department of insurances. Um, they're focused on right now defining whether, you know, these cryptocurrency assets are, are securities or commodities um, or, or something else. And, um, you know, for us, the, uh, you know, we, we, we take a more simplistic approach um, as we, we say, this is property um, and it's something that's taxed. Uh, so uh, not quite as illegal as other illicit things, or, 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 or I'd say not illegal at all, because it's something that you can actually be taxed on uh, and pay gains on. Um, so, you know, our, our, our thing is just keeping it really simple that this is uh, a type of asset. We're not going to get into the semantics of what kind of asset it specifically is, but it's something that um, there's a buyer and a seller um, and a holder sometimes, many times, um, and they may be exposed to certain uh, risk transfer um, uh, uh, opportunities, and we, we're, we're just participants in that. Maybe to walk all the way through from, you know, if, if I might want to buy this coverage, how you're going to price it, you know, how you're going to underwrite it, how, uh, you know, all the way through the other end, if I do have a claim, then, you know, how are you going to address that claim and handle that claim? Um, maybe you could walk everybody through to understand kind of how it's like other types of property insurance or how it might be different. Yeah, uh, no, I, I, I love the, I'd love the opportunity to do that. Um, I'd say it, it looks and feels a lot like how one would buy um, jewelry insurance direct to consumer, for example. Um, you have, you know, some crypto assets that are being custodied um, at an exchange. Uh, you come to our website, um, and our, our product can be bought fully digitally, even though it's surplus lines, we built a really awesome user experience that allows uh, us to offer and disclose all the various state requirements uh, and allow somebody to buy the product fully digitally um, and enter their credit card information and, and buy, uh, buy it and purchase it and buy the policy at the end of the process. Um, all, all we have to know is uh, A, uh, what state you reside in to make sure that we're in compliance with Department of Insurance requirements. Uh, B, um, where, what cryptocurrency exchange or custodian that you're using. Um, and third question is, 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 is how much of the crypto uh, that you have that you actually want to insure? So it's one thing I think probably to give yourself peace of mind, but then you need things like capacity and other types of partners in order to able to actually bring this to market so what was that process like or what has it been like it was hard it was really really hard because um you know it takes a unique type of um insurance partner uh really partnerships uh to put something like this together and you know we had our company had um a lot built uh but we needed some extra muscle to get our initial product off the uh, um off the line and and into the market uh, and so we, we did partner with a company called Boost Insurance uh, for our initial product uh, to, you know, help us in, initially with the, um, you know, actuarial work before Jim actually came on board. He came on board and helped refine in and whatnot. But um, uh, yeah, they, they've been instrumental in like the back end operations and some of the back end integration and, 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 and working alongside us uh, to nail down uh, reinsurance. So, so, so we've, you know, recruited some roles where, 
very large, you know, well-known, well-respected organizations are spinning up new digital businesses. And so, you know, you can sort of sell the value prop of, hey, you get to do a startup, but you, you're under the umbrella of this established organization and you kind of get best of both worlds, et cetera. I'm, I'm curious a little bit about sort of the, you know, when you go do your own thing, you don't have that that umbrella or safety net or whatever analogy metaphor you want to use. Yeah. So, you know, that 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 sort of tipping point where you were ready to like take the leap. Can you dive into that anymore? Yeah, I can. Absolutely. Um, you know, there was there it was I, I was just so early, um, you know, looking back now, um, I didn't know what I didn't know. And, um, you know, if, if I were if I knew what I knew now, it was probably a year or two early to leave. And, and you know, I, I didn't have enough candidly, but um, what I did know was in order what I what I knew at that time and I and I and I and I, and I you know so wholly subscribe to today is in order for us to get to where we are today, I had to leave at that point because the business, uh, the idea was never gonna really solidify it. Yeah, maybe we could just look forward a little bit to the extent you're comfortable sharing kind of product roadmap and you know where where you think you may be going from where you are today. Yeah, no, that, that, thank you for for allowing me to to share that. Um, yeah, our first product is is one that we're really proud of, really excited about. Um, you know what we're working on now um, allows us to set up the infrastructure for us to actually participate um, in in retaining risk alongside our reinsurance partners. Um, we're we're actually standing up a carrier um, that allows us to do that. Um, you know, we haven't disclosed um, who's been in the round, but we actually just uh, closed a strategic round of funding from from some strategic investors uh, that allows us to really push into that direction, uh, which I'm I'm really really excited about. Um, and you know, more on the actual carrier and and what that means for the broader market and the availability of potentially more solutions I, I will be made made public in you know hopefully weeks. Uh, not months. You know, if you're a look out into the future and kind of give an opinion on, on the role of of crypto in in sort of the, you know, the the I don't know the future of of the financial world, future of the world as a whole. The, you know, if it were to kind of be able to achieve its ultimate benefit uh, for all of us, you know, what is that, and you know, what do you see as the risk to getting there? What I'm seeing is that there is this potential for crypto technology to be the new infrastructure of Wall Street, of financial services. I think um, the infrastructure there, um, whether it's payments or trading or settlements, um, wires is, is tremendously dated. There's technology that's sitting on technology that's sitting on technology. It takes days to clear wires. I think this is the technology that brings and you know let's let, even what it relates to like equities public equities um there's no clear reconciliation of how many you know shares of stock that a company has and how many broker dealers are able to buy and sell at any point in time and that's kind of scary and i think a lot of that has come to light in over the last year with the whole GameStop and you know uh, all those meme stock um, dynamics and i think I, if i were if I if I were to guess, if I were to make a prediction, I'd say that that's the number one opportunity for crypto right now. And I think based on that, um, there's going to be retail demand 
um, and, and continued support um, as um, a retail kind of front ran the overall crypto industry ahead of institutions. And rarely does that ever happen with any new technology. Things always, you know, starts in the public sector with government first, then goes to institutions. And then, you know, retail is the fa uh, last to get dibs. Um, here, it's been completely opposite, like retail, now institutions, and then eventually government. Uh, so the whole model has been put on its head a little bit. Um, but I think institutions' investment in this technology is going to stabilize it. And I think it's going to prime it for future growth uh, as it will give the confidence for the teachers and dentists of the world um, to get comfortable, you know, participating in it, whether it's as an investor or just forms of payments um, or, or money transmitting. Hey, uh, Josh, I really appreciate having you on. Uh, Co-founder and CEO at Breach Insurance. Good luck and thanks again. Thank you so much, Jeffrey.